So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. And I was thinking more about this, and I actually, I had had some really unusual conversations about Jordan Peele's work before the year 2020. Okay. But, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so this would have been around Halloween of 2019. Okay. And I remember I was ha- going to have... um a Halloween party that was going to be midsummer themed. Okay. Which I kind of liked because it was a, all of the stuff that usually they charge you three times as much for in Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like you can get fake flowers for nothing. So I was like, I'm going to, this is going to be like super decked out, but it's not going to cost that much because no one's trying to buy anything summer themed right now. But also Jeez. I love Halloween. Like I get right it super is so i was like all about this like had my costume i was like gonna make that dress and like i'm so glad i had this theme etc etc and was inviting people and their friends to this halloween party and then a friend of a friend mentioned that you know that she didn't approve of her and that she had no interest in watching the film and i clarified i was like you know we're not going to be watching the movie here we're going to be giving candy to the kids who come by and then like roasting marshmallows on like a little side patio and I'm gonna mull some like spiced wine or something it's really like what you're not gonna make you watch a horror film and she's like well no no no. I just I I'm against horror like period (laughs) um yeah and for religious purposes or uh, no, not for religious purposes. And I actually, I had to write down some notes because it was just so, so unusual to me. And I've, I've had conversations with people and like, I understand there are many reasons to not like horror, right? Right. Like I think about the 80s horror that I grew up with, which was very much like, if you do drugs, like you're dead. If you have sex, right. you're dead. You know, all of these things that are basically reinstilling very heteronormative, very patriarchal, very white Right. ideas and then also there can be horror that's just gore and torture porn and very triggering so right. i can understand why like a human being might not be totally down with horror but i was talking about this movie and someone else had seen the movie um and we were saying how it was great and then i mentioned how jordan peele had uh, actually what like really sealed it for me because i don't like all horror right mm-hmm. um but when I read what Jordan Peele had said about Midsummer, I was like, I'm going to this movie like right now. Went, loved it. And so I mentioned like what the Jordan Peele review and then tried to get like further into this kind of like, what is it about horror that, that is triggering or that you're opposed to? Um, and that's when things got really interesting because then it turned into more of like a group conversation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, so I understand. So, like, maybe Midsummer isn't for you, but, you know, did you see Get Out? That was, like, kind of the collective next question. Once I brought up Jordan Peele, everyone wanted to talk about Get Out. And everyone there had seen Get Out, except for this one woman. At that point, like, 
you know, more people are like, oh, you haven't seen Get Out? Like, it was nominated for an Oscar. It's really powerful. It's in, like, for me, I also, you know, and then everyone was kind of telling their story about, these are the things that I don't lo- like about horror, but this is the reason why I saw Get Out. And it could just be right. like, it was nominated for a freaking Oscar, or it could be like more than that. But yeah, suddenly when, when it turned to more of Jordan Peele, people became very animated. And it stopped being about Midsummer, and it started being about there can be really important moments in horror to engage with. So at that point, it kind of turned into a conversation about, you know, like, yes, like gore and abuse and violence, et cetera, can be triggering. Um, but, you know, a movie like this is really excellent. And it really doesn't in, engage in any of that, like, pandering. It's technically, if anything, more suspense. And then it's like, okay, well, would you do you watch Alfred Hitchcock? Well, yes, this woman did watch Alfred Hitchcock. And I was like, okay, well, Alfred Hitchcock has produced some really messed up stuff. So right there, I'm kind of like, that's weird. Okay, so you'll watch yeah. Hitchcock, but you won't watch Get Out. That's like a red flag uh, to me. Uh, okay. Right? Yeah. And then I'm like, uh, okay, but let's keep going. I would technically say that you could, you know, categorize Get Out as suspense and more in line with Hitchcock as opposed to horror. Yeah. Um, and in that sense, would it, would that change anything for you? No, absolutely not. She would not be swayed then. And at this point, like more people are getting involved in this conversation. They're saying their piece about like what brought them to it. And, and I say, well, the thing that I thought was really the most important to me. And the one thing that I wanted to say before kind of being like, okay, this conversation is let's move on. Um, mm. But I thought that it was really important and a really important form of uncomfortable that non-Black Americans need to and can benefit from understanding about the experience of being Black in America. And I was like, I'm going to say that. And that's kind of like my, my last point that I'm going to make. And then, you know, everyone else was like, yes, that's actually worried. And then I saw it. And then like the discomfort that I felt didn't come from any of the places that I thought it was going to come from. It wasn't you know, gore, it wasn't that, but I was uncomfortable in a way, especially the, the white people in, like the fully white people in the audience, they were saying that it was un- an, a discomfort that was very new to me, but that seemed important. And, and so in a certain way, Jordan Peele basically invented a new form of horror. Right. And when Like you- the opposite of black, opposite of black exploits, plates, black exploitation. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and like at that point, like we're all sitting around this campfire, kind of like, yeah, yeah. And, and this is the first time it happened. And it happened a couple of other times too, but this is the first time. And when I was thinking about this, I was like, I think this all comes down for me to this one conversation um, and what I will refer to as toxic positivity. Toxic positivity? Yes. Because the response that I received from this individual and then received like two other times in um, sort of critical theory conversations about horror the response was that this individual does not and never will engage in anything negative, that all horror is absolutely out of the question and that get out again, this is negative. This is horror. I'm a positive only person. Oh, interesting. And despite all of the above, despite the discomfort, like, no, I made a decision to only engage in positivity. This is my boundary. And I have found that it has put me on a path to the light. And this is not a path. This, this is not aligned with the path to light. And that was a really weird sentence. And I remember and like writing this all down later and thinking to myself, I was like, when she said light, did she just mean white? Right. Or was she talking about, and you have no idea, right? What she was talking Are about. Are you kidding me? At that point, like, I was like, ooh, 
this is a hot potato. Right. Like, I said my piece. You said this is a boundary. And, like, then, you know, if I were to go further, I would be crossing your boundary. I'm going to, like, in my mind, I now have a couple of red flags. I'm going to let it be. And everyone was just like, well, you know, I really enjoyed it. But if that's your boundary, that's your boundary. Right. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. And I kind of didn't think about it. But then I I heard kind of similar things um, two more times. And so when Lovecraft Country came out, I think for me, I was like, those conversations were really in my mind. And I was like, and that's when I was like, well, what would I call that? And um, a friend of ours, uh, Jade Stevenson, who has also been on the podcast, I had seen her post about toxic positivity. And it was the uh, first time I had heard it. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow, this, this resonates. I now have like a lens by which to view that entire conversation. Right. And I would consider that toxic positivity um, personally. I, I, I see that. I would agree. Um, but I'm also, I have to admit that I'm making like a massive value judgment. Where I'm like, I think it's important to feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. And that other people might not agree. Um, so here's your massive trigger warning. Um, but also like where at the very end of the day, why I really wanted to do this was because when I realized that some people that might benefit from that discomfort aren't watching. Right. Maybe we should talk about it. Maybe that's what I wanted to talk about. That's... That that makes a lot of sense. Yes. And I mean, that's why movies like these shows like these are made is, uh, you know, it's within the comp, like, I guess the outer shell of a horror movie, which it is, or, or suspense or thriller, but it really gets you thinking. And it's a shame that more people aren't watching them because of the, the politics or, or, or otherwise uh, distance, further distance from the light, I guess, using <laughs> your uh, friend of a friend's um vocabulary yeah and that and unfortunately it ended up with that young woman basically canceling everyone who would watch get out wow yeah it it turned from like what was just a conversation about like oh well okay you don't want to watch that but like hey did you see this thing and then a lot of people being like oh i really appreciated this and even though i don't normally like this is what i liked about it and this is why i would recommend it to someone anyone who spoke up for that movie was then canceled by that human interesting yeah so it really touched something for her that then caused a lot of us to get canceled and that to me i was like wow what did i (laughs) and i was trying to figure it out i was like you know was an obnoxious bitch like was i like and then i was like i don't know maybe it just comes to i mean like i can definitely be all of the above but in this particular case, once, it, once I realized that I was having other conversations that mirrored it, I was like, I think that this is a euphemistic way to avoid being uncomfortable. Right. That, and to, uh, yes. And to enjoy your white privilege. That is definitely utilized <laughs> a lot. Um, so that is my very long and meandering, like, where I'm coming from, like, it, being totally transparent and all of the above, but, like, like a, a friendship sort of ended. Oh, interesting. Um, because of this, like, because of yeah, and not just for myself, but for other people. Wow, heavy. Yeah, and and it shouldn't be. Like no. it really shouldn't be. And everyone else who was there that evening was like, "That was weird." Yeah. 
but yeah, so if I really come back to like the pain point and all of the above that, that's my inciting incident. Oh, interesting. So where would you like to start talking about <laughs> all of this? Well, um, I guess I'll, maybe I'll echo some of your points. I, I'm a huge fan of sci-fi. Sadly, not as much books as movies <laughs> and TV shows or series. Oh. I, too, have not read Lovecraft uh, County. But yeah, it, I mean, anytime I see a new sci-fi show, especially one that has big names attached to it, such as this, it definitely makes me curious. Um, but I'm also a huge fan of <laughs> race relations. And it's, it's funny, this James Baldwin monologue. In, in it. it's just it's it's very very interesting um so my a little bit about my background it's i'm uh, actually half sudanese uh on my father's side mm-hmm. and um my mother is is american white uh white american from providence rhode island um so i'm, I'm mixed race but i actually grew up outside the u.s most of my life i, mm-hmm. I came back a few times uh, i had a very different experience I would consider myself an American. I went to American schools abroad. I, you know, was involved with the American and international communities abroad. I was always deemed an American, uh, whether it was Malta or Kenya, um, to the countries that I lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, but being a foreigner in a developing country, being a foreigner abroad, automatically, especially from a uh, prosperous nation, it gives you certain advantages. Uh, so I could watch movies and TV shows about uh, the African-American experience, but it was nothing similar to what I was experiencing. Like, I I have experienced racism in my life, but never from, like, at least in my um, teen teen years or whatever, I've never experienced, like, uh, issues with police officers or people thinking one way of me, at least least that I know of. Um, What about uh, when you're on an airplane? Pardon me? Any troubles on airplanes? <laughs> yeah, it used to be. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I was born in Saudi Arabia, and all, all this information is on my passport when I travel. So yep. um, whether I'm traveling through Egypt or through New York, I'm, I always get... Uh, Randomly selected? Yeah. yeah. Or, <laughs> or, or, I don't, it's not even random at this point. Now, now they just, you know... Yeah. Passport and they just tell me to... It's not as bad anymore. It's been much better in the last few years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, this so anyways, this show is right up my alley in that regards. And it's the same reason why I like Jordan Peele so much. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Jordan Peele as a comedian, I think he was he was a pretty funny comedian, not my favorite. But uh kind of in this new genre that as you said he created, it's he's doing great things. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and I should also clarify about when I described my upbringing, um, that my mother had immigrated to Iran and was in the process process of her nationalization, but she mixed, et cetera. Oh, okay. If that was confusing, I have a, I had a mom. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you, you understand. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I realized that like, sometimes that can get confused. Cause it's like, wait, wait, wait. So you said your parents were both living in Iran and coming over. Right. And I was like, yeah, no, I had a white mom, but she was like getting like, she was having her citizenship changed and then yeah so i'm i'm mixed habsies. right yeah um, which, is, which, which is crazy i mean even even that i mean in itself like we're growing up abroad just the concept of race was much much different right like yeah. people who are mixed race they're not one or the other they are both or something different but not 
better or worse. Well, in some situations, it might <laughs> be a little better of a situation if you're half white. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely, and it's super confusing. And so I think that for me, obviously, yes, prejudice exists. Bad things have happened, but the one thing that I know to my core is that what I've experienced is nothing like being black in America. Right. 